Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, November 2nd. In this episode, the Sober Damocles actually fell, the loser does indeed leave town, and there were wild games, and a plus 180 long shot came through. But first, Mike, is this the biggest news of the season, our biggest episode? Spurs, Conte, discuss. What the fuck is we going try. on? We try. We try so hard not to be super Spurs and city-centric on this show. And but it happens. And often fail. But this is all about Spurs, right? I mean, we with yeah, the this episode. Is a spur- this is a very special episode about Spurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Hot, hot, hot off the presses. We're coming to you from Monday night where Antonio Conte has just signed the contract. The ink is not even dry on the page. He is the new manager of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to do with my hands. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. A lot's happened in the last 72 hours, and we're going to go through all of it, but that is the headline. And uh, and, and with a holy shit exclamation point, so many questions, so yeah. many thoughts. Um, yeah. First of all is why didn't this happen four months ago? Uh, is he Jose part two? Um why did they do this in the manner that they did it? Was it really fair to Nuno? How did no. Nuno go from manager of the month, Premier League manager of the month of August, to fired seven games later? Um, we'll get into all of it. But, yeah, I mean, right off the jump, you got to think that Spurs are better waking up tomorrow than they are yesterday. Um, they have mm-hmm. a manager who is a quote-unquote, and I hate this phrase, but it's true, serial winner right he is a guy who goes places and wins things and if you're a tottenham you have not had any of those since 2008 uh it's been a long time and you've got to think about it in those terms that like look i i bag on the Carabao cup a lot and and even the fa cup to a smaller extent but like these people are just fucking tired of losing and i get it and I, they're not wrong but um they have in themselves uh, sort of a partnership because, right, like this is a, a the reason, the only reason, let's be clear, that Conte picked up the phone again after that total d- disaster in the summer where they tried to sign uh, Conte is because of Far- Fabio Paratici, right? Like they were friendly at Juventus. Uh, they worked together, obviously. Um, but it's without him and without the promise of him, Conte has managed against the best spurs there was. Right with Pochettino mm-hmm. and yeah, the um, Battle of Stanford Bridge, or was that the year before? He, uh, I I can't remember if he who was managing before. that Chelsea team. I hated whoever it was. It <laughs> but, was uh, it was Marie. It had to be. Marie. It had to be Jose. Um, <laughs> was it Jose? Because it was yeah, the year yeah, that yeah. they sucked. it was it was new, it was New Year's Eve. It was early. It was the, it was when they were up and coming. No, it the Battle the, of the Bridge was, was late late because that was the game that handed less of the title. Anyway, it's not important. Um, so. There's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, this is all drinking it in brand new, but like, um, so Paratici, right? Like he saw when they were at peak Spurs that they didn't really kick on. They didn't really supplement the team. My goodness. We've talked about it till I was blue in the face and wanted to kill myself. Um, but is this a different Spurs, right? It felt like Jose was offered that when he came aboard, Right. The whole failing of the the flame out of, of Mauricio leaving was that he was never supplemented and helped when he needed it. And Jose was saying, well, I need funds. Right. And it wasn't so he much. He also this. said that this was a good team and I can win with them. Yeah. And. And you know what? He could have. He may have won the League Cup. It's possible. 
Like yeah, it was a final. Yeah. He could have won it. It was huh? a final. It was a final. <laughs> but... I, I, I just think like with Conte, there's a bigger sort of thing here, which is like the Premier League now has literally all the greatest managers of the last 20 years, aside from Mourinho, yeah. right? Pep, right. Klopp, um, uh, Conte, Tuchel, even even Benitez is a really good manager, and then you've got you know the the sort of there's only like two. You got Ranieri, Ranieri, all the like there's like the last fifth, the last ten or fifteen league winners. The managers are all in right. the league. Yeah, well, again, which is again, just without, insane. With, aside from Jose, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm just um, Carlo Ancelotti. No, he's not there anymore. Sorry, he was just uh, there, but he was just there, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's just, and I just think about the Premier League. It's just the narrative, like. It's now becoming the New York City to um, to the Bundesliga to to uh, La Liga's Newark, right? It's just sucking <laughs> all the energy into it, right? Like it's a bigger city, it's a bigger story. Maybe there is a kind of consolidation of up and down where, like, the money just flows. You can't. There's no. There's, there's nothing you it. see. There's nothing you see. It's network the, effects. There's nothing you see that the Premier League is going to start to fail. No, right here you go. And it's just yeah. The Premier League is being gentrified. That's basically yeah. what's happening here. Right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, all yeah, of yeah. the <laughs> affluent, young, white, male and females <laughs> are just flowing into the Premier League. What's right? the What's the ghetto out. team that someone bought that was like the middle class black neighborhood was Newcastle and it's been bought yeah, up? Are you saying right. Are you saying that that you saying that Newcastle is Bed Stuy? <laughs> No, that's Wales. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I yeah. think that's the same thing. And the only thing that's going to break it is the Super League. And that's why it's sort of, it. this is another one of these moments where if we can step back, this is another one of the money, the glamour, the fact that the Premier League is international. Any manager, if you're not in the Premier League, you're not in the game. Right. Right. You've got to be one of the characters on the show. Right. Yep. And Conte's and, and they're all going to lose. Right. Only one of them is going to win the league. There's only mm-hmm. one FA Cup. There's only one league cup. And you've got to convince yourself that that thing matters because you're supposed to be, you know, a special guest star. It's like, what the fuck? I can't believe it's like uh, the Scooby-Doo episodes when the Three Stooges were on it. That was a big deal. man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Do we want to go into the anatomy of what has actually happened or do we want to talk about the game first? Because we're going to talk about. I mean, both. I think I think we should probably talk about the game because I think okay. that instills some of the narrative because it sure. did distill two managers lives. Right. Right. On the and one so we hand, have we have the scene. Go ahead. Sorry. On the one hand, we have Ole, who is the most nine lives manager in the world. He gets a performance one more time. He does the cursory change that everyone wants. He gets the team to play to their strengths for once, which is, hey, don't press Liverpool, you moron. What are you doing? <laughs> so, you know, United sit back. They play a back three, which means they are essentially adding an extra defender to protect their two midfielders who got overrun. It's still McFred, but... Like you said, and like you should have bet, which was Ronaldo to score and live and United to win. Ronaldo opens the scoring. I thought Spurs were okay in the beginning. I think Son and Mora were really trying. Again, Harry, where are you? I know it's hard. I get it. Yeah. What are you gonna do? He's he's you're not Lewandowski if you're not affecting the games. Anyway, that's a different story. They try and affect the games as a miss early. I feel like Son had a chance where he shot it over the bar yes, coming on mm-hmm. one side. Um 
but then an amazing ball from 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 Fernandez Bruno. from Bruno yeah. to Ronaldo, and it's a finish that nobody does. As I was gonna say, three basically. or four people in the world could do. Right, some guys do it once in a blue moon, but it's a training Ronaldo ground. It. Yeah, it's a training ground play where you're yeah. fucking around at the end of practice, and that goes in, and everybody goes, "All right, we're done here. Nobody's gonna do better so, than that." Let's so get the to fuck put out of here. to set the stage, it's a perfect ball, nice and soft, over the top diagonal that Ronaldo does a sort of juke move, runs into space, does these little things. When people talk about, "Oh, this striker has good movement." What it means is they take a step forward, they take a step back, they run around the defender and then peel away, make, literally putting the footsteps on the defender to make them think there's someplace right. when there's someplace else. And Ronaldo pulls himself back into the back post and he's got a lot of work to do. He plucks this thing out of the sky and roofs it. Uh, it's the it's the Aguero goal location in that that top. Well, it wasn't a roof. It was it was. It was straight across into the side netting, right? Which oh, is, is that actually, right? It felt roofy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no, it was. Well, don't was talk about roofies was... with Ronaldo because you know he might. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's not allowed in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a straight piss missile into the side netting, and that's why yeah. it was actually to me more impressive because it's easier to hit it up, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, it's and actually then, the fact that he hit it on a straight plane was actually the most impressive. And part then to I me. think Spurs are okay. They're hanging in there. They're kind of not creating, having the same problems that they have, which is they just don't create anything but so they, as but much as united did sit back and kind of let them... but that's how they were going to play the whole game no right? no no. They that was no i'm saying like right you don't have that, to press that spurs, spurs were so okay spurs? united were like yeah fucking fine go yeah. for it right but i think the larger point is that like you know as you said we had our chances and uh sunny should have taken that better and i'm not going to criticize sunny at all but it, but it's um but it's, it's but it was completely uninspired sun and mora the only ones playing with energy, a uh, sense okay. of a sense of pride. Okay. Se- I mean, I'm, I'm I'm applying things. It seemed that way watching from behind. See, I don't. I don't. Ex- I, I don't expect Skip and Hoiberg to do anything. They're not able to. Okay. Where's Lacelso's creative passes? Well, just, Where's the movement? Where's everybody the, expects the crowd Lacelso was to be tense. Harrison. Yeah, of course the crowd was tense, right? But like, I, I think we're missing the point here, and we're we're. Like We're why is Ben Davies man, playing? I have to, that fine. The, the the story is not Spurs here. The story is, and, and by the way, Sky Sports won't tell you this. The man-made narrative won't tell you this. United weren't that fucking good. No, they were. It was easy. It was easy. Well, it was easy, but they also gave up chances that they could have been two 0 down easily. Sure, sure. In the first sure. 20, 25 minutes. That, and so when I look at this, very the scoreline, yeah. the scoreline, sure, the scoreline flatters United quite a bit here. And what is going to happen as a result of this is that yes, United won the game. They're going to lose to our to and in a four D four dimension chess move. Spurs win the war because <laughs> because what happens now is that Ole stays right. Well, Those this performances is great for all of us <laughs> exactly. Though we wouldn't have a show if he got fired. <laughs> this is great. Ole staying is great. The reprieve. This is, is the type of performance. This is the type of performance that you've seen out of United time and time again, but nobody's talking about it. A, because they're tired of it potentially, but B, because they've got a new whipping boy, right? Spurs this, Spurs that, and that's okay. It's fine. I'm not complaining. But what I'm saying is this United team is going to continue to get smoked against proper competition. Yeah, but to be fair, uh, Gary Neville and Roy Keane, the basis for Roy Kent, both were like, come on. Yeah, it's nice that they won. They did what they were supposed to do. 
But Neville was like, why the fuck did it take nine games? How do you not know that this is how you should play? Why did you wait? And I don't know if this is going to work against other teams. Right. I think one thing I, one thing I did notice was Varane made a difference, right? He was much more mobile. He was much more able to come out and, and defend guys out in space on the wings because they had a three. There was protection. Mm-hmm. You could go out there and stop uh, Royale from doing things. Uh, with Ben Davies, you don't have to stop him from doing anything. You just <laughs> let you, go ahead, cross it. Enjoy yourself. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's one of these tricky things. How bad Spurs were uninspired when Mora came off. The crowds chanted, you don't know what you're doing. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> That was rough, dude. Because he was not playing wrong, well. But like, yeah. Right? All right. You look, don't know what you're doing. They're booed off at go, halftime and they're booed off at the whistle. Let's go back to what the so fuck. So this is all Nuno, Nuno problems. Okay. Yeah, let's go back into Nuno a little bit. So opening day of the season, all of the Kane kerfuffle and nonsense around the club. He's not playing. City are. They're trying to steal Kane in the middle of the night, like the Baltimore Colts. And it's it's just toxic. And what happens at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? 60,000 people stood up and said, fuck you, not today. And realistically, if you go back and you think about that game, they Spurs pushed. Were, Spurs were fine. But every time, we talked about it multiple times on the show, every time Tanganga kicked Grealish or kicked Sterling, 60,000 awesome. people said, <laughs> fuck you, idiot. It was like they were cheering a goal. The stadium won that game. I'm yeah. genuinely in that, in that belief. And so, okay, triumphant. Three points. Nuno knows, right? Two idiots with microphones said. Um, it <laughs> hey, was, hey it what was, do we know? It was a signature win for a club that was just so just bruised and battered from a summer of just, frankly, getting torn through the mud, right? So that was awesome. It was a great moment. Um, the next game, if you remember, was away at Wolves, and they got played off the park, and um, uh, Adama Traore put three shots, including a breakaway, into like row Z. Like, horrible. He he took a shot, went out for a fucking throw-in, okay? This is the kind of accuracy we're talking about here. So they get a goal, they steal that game. And I mean steal. So now they're 2-0, and and everybody's like, okay. And I, and I go back and listen. I was like, hey, hey, they were not good, all right? Let's just slow down. <laughs> and it was a hostile environment, fine. You come back home. And then you the third barely beat games, Watford. Barely, barely on a shit set piece goal by Sonny from about 45 yards out. And it just kind of flukes into the net. And you only beat Watford one nothing. Hey, shut your mouth, take the points, get away with it, go into the international break. And then all fucking hell breaks loose with the Argentinian right, guys. guys Sonny gets hurt literally on other sides of the fucking world. In fact, they were probably closer to each other than they were to London. Um, so the Palace everything starts bad. to break you down got there. The doors blown right. off you against Palace. Right. Really, then, there was a right, red card so, for for Tanganga. That was weird. So he never so played again. Starts to happen is two things: adversary, adversity, you know, strikes where you didn't have all the Argentinian guys, and I believe Sonny missed that game as well. And you started to see that they had papered over the cracks for a month, and it was all happy go lucky. But holy shit, this is actually what's happening here. He didn't really have a plan. Now, to give the man uh, his due, he's been a Premier League manager for years at Wolves. Um, but he didn't ever really seem like he knew how to play with this team and say what you will about Kane. He's great. He's horrible. He's sulking. He wants to leave. He wants to stay, whatever. He didn't do much, but there was never any, any ability to, to really give him 
I guess the limelight, give him the ball, give him service. Right. And, and we, we had seen this over the years when he doesn't get involved, he's in, he's irrelevant, right? He doesn't get, he doesn't get involved. Right. Yeah, um, it happens. So, so I, I, I don't really lay a lot of blame at his feet surprise, but um, it's just, there was never really a plan. The Newcastle game, which again, going into it was a narrative monster with them just building it. The first sold out game, the same James Park, they give up you a goal in the first 30 yeah. seconds. That looked bad. Yeah, it played who, well though. Who scores a game winner. Right. So, yeah. um, and, but that was the first time we said it on the show and I said, it's fucking Newcastle. Give it a minute. Let it sit, and if it stays, then we have something. If not, then we're in trouble. I, I also, I, I also think, I also think that you know, one of these things is the style of play is not a Spurs style. That's no. like just stated by Levy. The North London derby was really bad, so it was the equivalent yeah. of the Liverpool well, game so without without the well. But Chelsea, Chelsea at that point was like, are they are they going to win the league? And they're back. They're still top. Sure. So sure. that's okay. That's not the end of the world. Losing to Chelsea is not the end of the world. It was at home. That's bad. But oh, the yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal is bad. Um, and West Ham. You know, this you West Ham three, game, you, you lost can't. three London derbies, yeah. 10 to 1, I think. Yeah, it's bad. Really bad. No, yeah. less than that. But a lot yes. to 1. No, 10. Uh, Palace, 3 0. Oh, Palace. Chelsea, right. 4 3 0. Four London derbies. Pardon yeah. me. That's how you got to ten. Right. So yeah, not great. And then I think. Um, and then the other thing is Nuno's personality. He's just he never a chill got, guy who's not Mourinho. Well, but in in the face of adversity, in the face of difficulty, he didn't handle it very well. You could tell he was cold. And I'm not I'm not criticizing the guy. I'm saying that he he struggled in an environment where everybody had been dealing with. You know, all of the upheaval, all of the ridiculousness of Jose the last two years, that locker room was tired and uh, he didn't do much to unify, right? All they heard was Portuguese, cold, weird dude who's going to kind of make us play defensively. Yeah, I just, I just, I just read He's an athletic article Jose with where the beard. He, he lost his team, one of his guys who was like the, the, the clubhouse guy and he hasn't had him. So he's even less connected to the team. You know, they never, they, they didn't like him in the first, well, not didn't like him. Nobody knows him. He, you know, even, right. even in the Kane saga, he's like, I haven't talked to Harry Kane. What are you doing? Yeah. You should be at his fucking house. Yeah. Like knocking on the door. So, yeah. I mean, to have, but the bigger news is to have Conte at Spurs is mm -hmm. just, that's a big deal. This is a name, like, you know, I thought Mourinho being at Spurs was a name brand, but it was like a tarnished brand. And I thought it would make a difference, but then you know there was some good moments. It was like in an the Adidas first season. He turned jersey. turned thing around. It was cool for a minute, but I think you know maybe I was there. The it was very there, cool for a minute. Yeah, it was cool. There was some things that happened, and maybe you know if Mourinho wasn't such a toxic person, it might have been interesting if they kept him around. Maybe he would have won the league cup if they didn't fire him. I don't know. It's I mean, fine right. because cool. It would it, it. it would have mattered for some people. You can no, I know argue I know. that. I know. Um. And then, you know, you go, you have the crazy saga to, to replace him, which goes really badly. Um, Horribly. In, yeah. in the midst of, in a parallel or in the same universe, but parallel to that is the Kane saga, right? So you have yeah. both simultaneously. You bring yeah. in Paratici. What's really going on with that? All, this is, this is. Apparently he's running the team for real. He, that's his job, right? Yeah. But if he's running the team, then why didn't he get Antonio Conte four months ago? Well, I'll because tell you. Because Kane was unavailable. He no, didn't know. There was too to much. Kane. But there were nothing. too many unknown unknowns, right? There were a lot of unknown unknowns. But the problem that happened was because Conte said no, not because Spurs said no. 
right? Because it yeah, was they were, they were quibbling and quabbling over two million dollars in salary, and then Spur and Conte was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're not going to pay me, how the fuck? Oh, you're just going to do that thing you've been doing for the last three years, and you're just yeah. not going to settle for anybody. You're not going to go get a Kiesa when I tell you that's the guy to go get. You're not going to go get an Erickson replacement or a Dembele replacement. You're just going to get me a Walmart brand of all these motherfuckers and tell me to go out there and figure it out, and that's what you're paying me to do. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. You, yeah. You've proven that it's not going to work, right? And and yeah. when, when Mourinho got hired, right, and, and it, it was the same serial winner bullshit. Well, it's, it was, but, it was an unmovable Conte is better and, than Mourinho at this point. Yes, Come I on. understand. But it, the, the man-made narrative was it's an unstoppable object and an immovable force. Mm. Jose has won everywhere he's went, and Spurs are allergic to happiness. What will give? Well, <laughs> we got our well, answer. We've, we've done 20 minutes of Spurs. I think that's a lot. Oh, I had fair. 40 more. But, yeah, let's go back to uh, – There gonna are come some back other games that happened. Uh, we have good Ole games. being rescued. They were really good games. We have Ole being rescued. Uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to my pain or to my joy? Well, that's actually the same. Let's go to my other you pain. Let me go to Liverpool, Brighton. Well, let me go to my other pain because uh, let's talk oh, about right. your Lester, your Lester bet. Let's talk about the Arsenal game um, <laughs> because as we wean off of the Tottenham conversation and 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 the United conversation, you have to go from our, from from Spurs to Arsenal hatred. It's a short road, the, right? So yeah, we hole. have to stick in the in the shitty part of North London. Um, but I just, I look at the table and I said this last week and there's only three good teams in the league. Let me amend that slightly. Cause I hate clickbaity nonsensical, uh, I guess, um, ridiculous over the top things. They're not four to 12. Isn't bad. They're just not good. Right. Yeah. When you look at everybody, we learned a lot about United. We learned a lot about Spurs. Well, I guess we don't, we have to start from scratch with Spurs. Um, we learned a lot, a little bit about Arsenal. We learned a lot more about Leicester City this week. Okay. Leicester City had a, an expected goals of 1.85 in this game. Now, I did say that Leicester money line was one of my bets. I did go pretty hard on it. And then at halftime, I took Leicester second half too. So I'm a little <laughs> bit pissed off at Leicester. A little salty. But my goodness, Harvey Barnes came out on halftime and, and affected change. And Jamie yeah, Vardy did. was good. But my, oh my God, they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a fucking boat on Saturday. Yeah. They were yeah. bad in front yeah. of goal. Yeah. There was, but there were normally, times where, normally they're pretty good. So, yeah, of course, there were times where they just couldn't figure it out. But again, what I mean to say is, is that Lester, Lester should have gotten a point out of that. And they were down 2 0 after like 10 minutes, right? It was some fluky goals. But from Arsenal, I will say Emil Smith Rowe, who we've been talking about every time we talk about Arsenal now, he's fantastic. He's really, really putting the, he's been the glue in the midfield. They've been missing that for a long time. I don't like it. He scares the shit out of me. I also did think I had him in fantasy and I had Odegaard. I was like, fuck. Um, <laughs> but uh, you have, you have Emil Smith Rowe. Anyway, um, I, I just, Arsenal belong in that four to 12 conversation. I was wrong about them to that extent. I'm still not going to say they're any good. I'm still not going to say that they deserve to be in the Champions League or even Europa League spots. But in the I, in the context of who does, it's a great question. They they're they're the thing that Arsenal have that's different from the other group of teams. You've got the sort of we're on the crest of our. So we have Leicester is on the crest of their team. Like it's not mm -hmm. young. It's kind of like mm -hmm. we're here. 
we need to push through. Yeah. You have Spurs who are in a downside of their crest of wherever wait, they wait, are. Spurs are the creepy old dude who tries to date your 23 year old. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. They're still wearing the stuff from the, they're wearing, they're wearing their Timbos from the club and baggy pants. Yep, they're still yep. trying to get it done. And people are like, mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, they're on Insta and it's uncomfortable. They're buying followers. It's a little weird because uh, they <laughs> still have money, but there's, you know, they're a little weird. Uh, you yeah. have United who are just like the worst version of that, but they are clearly a class ahead of this group. They're in the muck but they're not in this group. West Ham are a solid group, but I don't th- you wouldn't say there's a lot of upside inside Wait, of West Ham. Go back Ham. to United for a second. United, United. you're right, they're in a to- totally different United group. should be with City and Liverpool. But no, no, like, they are, but they're the scum of that group. They're the guys they, that are yeah, oh my yeah. god. Well, they also have a bad coach. Like I he's think he's he holding shit them himself, back, right? He's sleeping he's, he's sleeping outside of his mother's house. I think he peed all over himself. It's bad. It's 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 bad. bad. It's bad. It's bad. They're not well. They're they're the Kendall Roy of uh, of the Premier League. I was enjoying that metaphor too much. I was like, I'm not letting you you go back there. Yeah, it's Kendall Roy. That's United. They're, you know, they're taking on the old man and uh, it's a problem. But of the group, Arsenal have the most upside. They played seven players, 22 and under. So that says a lot, right? That means that they can grow. That means that they can grow together. They can get used to each other. So, like, even if they finish in seventh this season and Arteta has some, but with a couple more good wins, they can go, you know what? We're all together. We're moving. He's actually got Aubameyang and Lacazette pressing, which is insane because they never did. And now they are. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't notice them at all on on Saturday. Um, Uh, Well, they were there. They were doing stuff. They're running. But wait, it's an important context you just said. I for the, I'm looking at this season, right? And I think you're onto something. I think that Arsenal are they have a lot of building blocks of the future. Like I said, you know, Smith Rowe and um I just if I'm looking at the table this year and in the context of qualifying for Europe next year, I don't think they're there. I would prefer Leicester. I would prefer Brighton. lots of teams. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is I think I think that West Ham, Brighton. Leicester and Tottenham's the wild card here are are better than them from the all at four four to seven range, right? So that puts them firmly in eighth, which is where Brighton is. Which if if Basuma's out on bail, then I like Brighton more than them <laughs> then, too. Then, yeah. <laughs> right. So Brighton, my team, my secret my secret love child team, uh, they go to Liverpool after getting the doors blown off them by City. Putting up a really good second half oh, and this was so going fun. down fighting, right? They lost four one, but they were like, "Yeah, fuck you, City. We'll lose, but we're gonna lose fighting." Yeah, this uh, was low but, key. When we look back, this is gonna be one of the top ten games of the season, I think. But Brighton really hung in there. They have good players. They have good mentality. Like this is a front line of Trossard, Gross, uh, Solly March. This is these are not awesome players. These no. are journeymen and they get a lot like if there's a team getting but it it's 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 indicative of good coaching. Now, I understand that there is a ceiling, right? It's it's one thing coaching really well at Brighton, it's completely another coaching Manchester United, right? So, I don't sure. begrudge that like you got to walk into the room with Cristiano and he's got to think you're somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be a schnook. So, either you have trophies because you're nobody like let's say Brendan Rodgers walks into Manchester United Cristiano's not listening to him 
Okay. That's the one thing Ole has, right? He's got, I was in the Champions League final. I scored a fucking goal. I played for United. I have six trophies. I'm a real person in this game. So Not- wait, let's pause this for a second. Let's say they go, they lose three in a row and they do whatever they do. Because the question I, I have about United is they got into this mess in the first place because Ole was an interim manager who did well, especially in Europe, right? Yeah. So I'm curious if they're willing to make that mistake again, or if they're going to, um, if they're going to wait until the end of the season, right, and then get somebody because I don't think that there's anybody there that's available. There's nobody unless well, Pochettino the, gets fired. I, but the person, the person, the best coach available in terms of actual coaching, like X's and O's, no, like if it's if it's football manager and you're just like get to run it. The coach you want is is Potter. He just is, but he's not like, available. Is my point? You, he's available for no, Manchester United. Not he's in the available. middle of the season. Not sure in the middle of the season. Sure he is. But well, that's what I'm saying is that like I I okay. In my time, I don't know that I've seen that right to see a Premier League coach quit on his team that middle of the season to go to a big club. And uh, well, Rogers did it, but it was he was at Celtic going for an undefeated season and he left right, and went to right, Leicester. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. But Rogers is an asshole. But uh, yeah, he, but, he did. But that. again, that's that's not the Premier League to the Premier League, right? So, no, so that's I, a hard, I understand it. So there's it not can, that much it, It's been for done. It. It, it's probably been done somewhere. I'm sure it has, but yeah. I don't. I'm I'm failing to come up with one, especially. It, it, in it's not. Memory. It's not. It's not recent. But but even Potter in the off season would be a crazy move. It's not brand enough. Anyway, well, Brighton Tom, were Potter, incredible. Potter or Thomas Frank yeah. is. Wait, let yeah. me ask. Sorry, let me get to the question I was going to ask you. Yeah. If Potter or Thomas Frank walks into that room. And Ronaldo and Cavani and Pogba are sitting there staring at him. Is he a schnook or does he have something that they're going to listen to? At least initially, because they have seen what they've done with this much, right? And yeah. does Ronaldo go, hey, I'm not Solly March, right? Like <laughs> I can I can fucking do things with you. You know what I mean? Like, do, No, I understand it. I understand it. Are the, are the, they go, are the players – oh, yeah, right. It, are, is Ronaldo, are these big players big enough to go, I don't care what you've done. Can you make me better and win this game? You yeah. seem like you know a lot about football. And right. will and how long does it take for those guys to trust him and go, oh, yeah, right? Like, so it, the thing is, like, we think about Pep as being cerebral, but he's an all-time great player. He came in with gravitas. He wasn't mm-hmm. a schnook. He was part of the super team at Barcelona that won the Champions right. League for the first time under under um, under under Johan Cruyff. So he's not a nobody, right? Mm-hmm. So these guys that win trophies that you see, they're very rarely Tuchel's. They're very that's what Tuchel's actually pretty amazing. Or Klopp, even Klopp is a kind of nobody player. Um, but to but win Klopp and have went up the levels, right? Tuchel went. He up took a the long levels. time. They but they went up the levels, right? Yes. So they so they they're not Dortmund, as crazy. Right, right, right. So that's the thing. Potter needs another step. He needs to go to whatever the club is. It needs to be traditionally. It could be Spurs. It could be it's Everton. Be, it, it could be, be Newcastle. It could be Leicester. Right, Rogers. The jump. The dominoes could move, and he could go to Leicester. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's very rare to go from one to the other. Like, where Wait. did Pochettino come from? He went. From, he went to Southampton. Right, Southampton. It's going to be Newcastle is the next step for whoever that is. By the way. Um, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. And I'm going to go back to Conte for a second because yeah. I'm just so fascinated. The reason why they made this move is not because 
Nuno was flanking or flunking out after four months, right? I don't believe he it was more than him, that. It was, it was, it was more than that, but it was the more, the most of it was we United's not going to fire Ole right now. They might in the next month and Newcastle and Newcastle is just sitting there and we know nobody knows what the fuck Newcastle's up to, but we know we, our guy is out there. We have to go get him. We didn't get him four months ago. We have to go get him right fucking now before somebody else does this time. It's very smart. It's very smart. Like that's why this United fans should be crushed right now. They had a shot to get rid of Ole, not because he's a bad guy, but because he doesn't know what he's doing. Now, if he goes and beats City, they could beat City. City could go on a three-game losing streak. I do not doubt that that could happen. City just lost to fucking Crystal Palace at home. Connor Gallagher kicked the shit out of them. Wilfred Zaha called people bitches and tried to throw a punch at Gabriel Jesus, and we lost on a red card. You know, it, it, it... I'm resigned. It, I'm resigned to this. But one thing that's interesting, so uh, about that game is I, I, you know, I, on our million dollar bets or whatever the hell we're calling them, our crappy bets, I just threw my hands up and just put ten bucks on all the longest of long shots. So I had plus one thousand for Brighton to win at Anfield. I had, uh, I had, I had eighteen Newcastle at plus eight hundred away at home to 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 Chelsea, and I had. It plus 1800 it went up to plus 2000 for crystal palace because i was like whatever <laughs> i don't know what to do i'll win one of these they can't get anybody to bet on it yeah if if i'm honest i did not think that crystal palace was going to win this game <laughs> no. but as a city fan i remember the teams that beat us more than the teams we beat the teams we beat they just sort of fade away and i don't even remember the wins of the game, anything there's only a few games that i remember but palace Andres Townsend Thundercunt when we had just lost to Newcastle, I remember in the Liverpool in, in the in the eighteen nineteen season, which which ended up setting up the greatest game of my life, the the John Stones game, mm-hmm. as we, as it will now be known. But I I knew I knew something about Palace, and I knew they were not a plus two thousand, right? City going into that game had not given up a goal at home. <laughs> uh, they had the best defense in the league. Well, now they don't. And, you know, they they were coming off a loss to West Ham on penalties, which usually means City rarely lose two in a row. I mean, it's like a a shock. And they came out. Wilfred Zaha did Wilfred Zaha things, a dive in by uh, Ruben Diaz to try and make a tackle. Zaha scuffs the shot. But in one of the things, City fans know this, Ederson has been 10% less than normal. Interesting. He He doesn't make saves that you want him to make where you're like, we need you, buddy. You got to make this safe. In nine times out of ten, well, lately he's been not doing that. Whereas Allison saves fucking goals left and right, and it makes me yeah. crazy. You're like, fuck you, uh, Allison. But uh, Ederson doesn't make the save on a shot. Could he have saved it? Maybe. So City down a goal. They're pushing. They're pushing. They're pushing. The same City problems are happening. Of like, I have to. We we go into the uh, bag of tricks of what's wrong with City. We don't have a striker. So that happens. <laughs> the other thing is there's a lot of weird things happening. Like Grealish's force of personality is forcing City to play more like Aston Villa last season, which is weird. Like he's getting the ball and holding on to it. And like you're right. like, this that we don't do this. What are do you Move doing? Move the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, he's doing Jack. that. 
there's six of you out there. There's six Jack Grealishes out like, there. Don't do we don't, this. Yeah, we don't So he's that. unique. He has his own thing. And then the unsung secret things that all City fans know, but most people don't, is KDB is fucked up. Something's wrong with him. Like, yeah, didn't he fuck up his ankle at the Euros? His, it's, but it, you you can tell. Like, he yeah. limped around the pitch coming off at halftime. His passes are going awry. His touches are bad. He's still getting assists, but things aren't coming off. Like, he needs to be benched. There's no, there's no joy. Well, just sit him down, right? Like, the interesting he doesn't even is, look happy, and he looks no, of course sort of not. bloated, fucking, like he's on painkillers. Like it's yeah. not, it's not a good look for him because yeah. he's never, he was never ripped or cut or like had something about him. He basically looks like a pig, like a pink pig. That's what my <laughs> wife calls him. <laughs> he looks like a pig that's running around out there, and he, the pig is looking bloated. So that's not good. Hmm. So City are, I think there's a little bit of. Even though City won the league last year, I don't think anyone. This is it's weirdly in transition. Like there was a lot of players that left over the last couple of years. No Silva, no company. We feel like companies replaced with Diaz, but there's some growing pains happening that are weird. Like when Grealish moves to the middle will be the next thing to ask the question for. Like when does he take De Bruyne's spot instead of out right. on the wing? Because right. that's going to happen. Because then you can bring Sterling back in where he's supposed to play. So you can go Mar- – Foden's basically taken over the nine spot, which is mm-hmm. fucking weird, which I called. And I didn't – You guys to say you called for that, though. <laughs> well, he's the only guy who can shoot. Yeah. He's the only guy who will shoot is even worse. True. But he can't get into the box because he just gets – they just hammer his ass. Um, so City lose. They're off the pace. And if we're – you know, we were talking about this before the show. For narrative's sake – the whole air around United has been ridiculous and a little bit crazy. And I've talked about Ole and we've done whole shows about Ronaldo and all these things. They are one game different than City. Yeah. For a fraction of the discussion. Right? So I get it. United's City a bigger aren't club. fun to talk about. Correct. They're not fun to talk about. Exactly. They're boring. City are boring. There's only Pep. And there's only what happens on the field. So my team struggles if they if they're not get they're in they'll be top four but i i don't really i don't know that we have a clear favorite aside from who's actually at the top of the table right now between liverpool no. city and chelsea they're the all thing, much better than everyone else but four. yeah of course so uh, what i'll say about liverpool is that i think they currently look like the best club uh in the league and i understand they're what giving the table up goals says. But they are shipping goals like crazy. We talked about it on uh, whenever the fuck they played sa- Saturday, Sunday. That they're very thirteen fourteen ish. They're very uh, Suarez Liverpool year. Um, but better, but yeah. the main difference better than that. But yeah. the difference is that, like you alluded to, Allison bails them out sometimes. Um, they're still shipping goals, obviously. But uh, that and, and is they, a and huge difference. And to be fair, they're, they're, they, their midfield is missing. Right, it's Henderson. Yeah. Yeah, but like the thing is that no Kada, no Fabinho, Kada, you almost can't count anymore. He gets so hurt so fucking much. So Kada, Mane, Salah gonna be gone pretty soon for basically two months. You can't call Liverpool the favorite right now. They're you just unbeaten. can't. No, I understand. Well, I, I understand. I mean, again, look, it's Chelsea I'm on twenty five, Liverpool on twenty two, City, City and on the. Venerable West Ham <laughs> yeah, on twenty. Yeah, we have to count them, I suppose. Um, but listen, you, you oh God. sleep on Manchester City at your own peril. 
Well, I'm but, not gonna I'm not gonna sleep on them. I'm, I'm just sandbagging saying you, I'm a saying little bit. The larger the larger group, but as it stands right now, it's it's Chelsea's to lose, and I do think that they, I don't think that they'll finish there. But I mean, five points clear after ten games is a, is a nice start, right? I mean, they, they it's don't another give, game. The thing is, even when they don't score, they don't give anything up. They don't no, give up goals. three goals against, and and this is this needs to be said because they've been working with a makeshift backline, couple of injuries, couple of players moving in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it on the show a lot. I took them as a draw to win a couple of weeks ago, which didn't work uh, when they put up seven on Norwich. And I was right this time about Newcastle. They'd start slow. They'd struggle a little bit. They'd find their form and they'd get the points. It's exactly what happened. I was a fucking week off. Um, but that's exactly what they are right now. Right. Um, they haven't beaten anybody good. I don't, I'm going to look at their fixtures in a second here. I don't know what's waiting ahead of them. Uh, well, look at that. They've got Burnley. Then they take on Leicester, Juve, who they lost to the first time around in the Champions League. United, Chelsea, yeah, uh, and then Watford is a win, and then Chelsea, uh, West Ham. So those are those are some big games coming up. Right? So, the, so the other thing about Chelsea that makes them different from the other clubs is they are outperforming their expected goals. Like they're getting right. the luck. They're plus ten on goals for. On expected goals, 17, they have 26. And they're plus seven on expected goals against. So they're yeah. getting lucky or good or both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're plus. Well, they, and they've they, had the, they've had the a best lot of defense in the league should be cities, but it's not. Look, they've had a lot of softness. I guess, you know, a, a decent amount. No, they, they, they've been Newcastle, clinical. Newcastle, Norwich. Yeah. But they've been Newcastle, clinical Norwich, in both Brentford, defense. Southampton. Those are their last four games. Yeah. But they're clinical in defense and attack. Right. And no, when, when you meet what I, I mean by clinical and defense is like they should get, get shit off the line. They'll save their asses. You're like, what? That Mendy, the, the Brentford game, they, they, that's, that's a loss. Like that should never totally. have happened. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, what the and fuck and they, they got on? the bounces in that one. And realistically, of those four games, that's the only one that they were really ever in danger on. Right. So Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, and Chelsea. I'm sorry, Newcastle. Um, they we should, all know they we should have lost the Liverpool game. Let's be fair. That was under, they were under attack. Right. And so now we're sitting here. They're five points clear. They've got a bit of a stretch coming up where they're going to be tested. We're going to find out a lot more about Chelsea uh, for their own sake. They you know if they're, if they're healthier than they are right now by then, then that'll bode well for them. But um, the next 30 days for them is going to be interesting. So we're going to learn a lot goals. more about That's the difference though. They're not going to ship goals. They're winning without Lukaku scoring. Yeah, but they're not for wanting for goals though, right? So those goals are just going other places, which is sort of, I think, your point. But it's not like it's not like Lukaku is going to come into this team and, and give them more scoring, I think. They don't it, need it. it. They have, it, I think the number two, is 16 different goal scorers. Yeah, they're averaging 2.6 a game. But And granted, that's, that's you know, seven against Norwich. But um, <laughs> still, that's two goals. That's, that's two goals a game, right? So... Um, I'm not saying that Lukaku will or won't do anything for this team. What I'm just saying is that he won't give them something that they're currently missing, right? Yeah. Um, but no, and it's not a, not a slight on anybody at all. It's in fact, it's a it's a testament to Chelsea's depth to be able, like you said, 16 different goal scorers. They are the deepest is. of all the teams. They are the deepest, which is so weird when you're in a league with Manchester City. But it, it's true. It's, it's definitely but, true. I mean, no, but. City have depth, but they have depth in the same place. Like they have 14 right. different midfields they could play. Right. Right. But they well, don't have depth in defense. In They'll the same fuck. way that 
sure. But in the same, well, nor did Chelsea really. And that's kind of what we're finding out. It's working because of the unit, but it's not necessarily. Yeah, but they roll up, they roll out that kid Sar, and he leads the team in tackles. Like they just, City don't just roll a dude out. Sure. And he's good. Sure. Like when City roll a kid out, he gets annihilated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, but it doesn't even have to be a kid. When Nathan Ake plays, City ship goals because yeah. the precision of City is unforgiving, right? You cannot make mistakes. It doesn't work. Like it feels like Tuchel's has more give in the system. And that give is almost always in Golo Kante, right? It, yeah, it show me the team that gets the, that doesn't win without in Golo Kante. Yeah. And I'll show All you right. a good manager. I do want to cover. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say quickly on West Ham because they are fourth in the table here. Uh, they batter the shit out of a falling, free falling Aston Villa side. They're in trouble. Four um, in a row. They've lost. Yeah. I, so so quickly on them, they're in fifteenth, um, <laughs> three points clear of eighteenth place Burnley. By the way, so I don't yeah, think we're going to have time. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have time to get into the relegation battle. We'll talk about it on Thursday. But there's some friends down there that we're worried about but yeah. conversely at the top end of the table fourth place west ham tied with city on 20 points i've came, they, i've been saying that i've been waiting for the european hangover to start hitting them it hasn't yet good. they're, they're not deep enough to really they're do not. this for forever but no. i mean my they goodness, basically they, have one guy off the bench lanzini right and yeah sometimes yarmolenko yeah i was say my guy yarmolenko but now, the I thing just... I like about West Ham is, one, I I, what, I posted something. If Moyes had never got the, the United yeah. job, he'd be in line for the United job. Um, they're running their guys out there, right? So in the league, they have four players who've played every game of every minute. Mm-hmm. So Rice, Ogbana, Fabianski, and Cresswell have not mm-hmm. missed a game. Uh, Suchek has missed 12 minutes. Yep. Fornals has missed 18 minutes. Like That's what I'm saying. These dudes are playing. <laughs> All right. Like, so if you, you go know... look at their list, there's just dudes that aren't playing ever, right? Like, just, like, guys who and are finished. Gonna... Like, Issa Diop, bye, never see you again. Most of them are going to go play in international duty in a couple weeks coming up yeah. here in about 10 days. They've yeah. got Liverpool on Sunday. They've got the international break, a good Wolves team on the road. They've got one of those Euro, uh, European games, and then they go to the Etihad. We and Brighton again, and then Chelsea. Holy shit! They're in trouble again. They're gonna, this they gotta is, win. They gotta win those games. Or draw I've them. been if they draw them. They're good. This is not meant to be disrespectful to West Ham. They're a good side. In fact, I would argue they are going to finish in one of the European sides uh, places again. Sure, they're going to finish in Europe. They, I'm selling high on West Ham right now. I am pushing <laughs> all of it as far away from it as I can. And you know what? I'm going to pick it back up after the Burnley match on December 12th. I'm going to for for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. But if, no, if, I, if West Ham were a stock, you sell it right now. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't. I mean, they faded at the end of last season as well. But they did go to Europe. They did make the European places last year. Mm-hmm. They don't have depth, and I think that that's known. You know, they really, really, really need another striker badly. Like if Antonio goes down, they're in trouble. Yeah. Like they don't really have another person to score goals, but I like them. I mean, I think that anyone who watches West Ham, if you watch them for any amount of time, there is a spirit in this team Mm -hmm. that is really infectious. Like you saw the kids score the goal uh, against against the run against um, against Aston Villa and the whole team runs to him and they all dance with him together. 
I mean, it was really cool. I think it's, uh, yeah. is it Ben Johnson? Not yep. the runner. And they all come out to him. And that, that shit matters, right? You notice teams that go through the motions celebrating, mm-hmm. right? Mikel Antonio has a dance for everybody. And City, when I see City score goals, they kind of get together and they turn their heads away from each other. Like right. Pep has said, you guys go hug each other and be near each other, but they don't really give a shit. And you know, United yeah. is 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 Ronaldo running around and jumping on his own. They have some good spirit, I think, United to be fair. But you know, you notice when teams get off the bench or don't don't get with each other. But this team has spirit. I like I've I like Moyes. I don't know how much damage was done to him when he lost that United job because he really sputtered for a while. He did. He had Sunderland, he had Real Sociedad when he became David Moyes the great Moyes uh, in Spain. I, I commend him for going because it's hard to do. Well, and he had that whole like sex, uh, sexual abuse thing or like sexual harassment thing. Excuse no, me. No, he was just being no. Scottish. That's what I'm saying. That's why he <laughs> fucked off to Spain for a little while. He needed to keep a low profile. Um, uh, but, but what I was trying to drive at is my guy. There's a lot of guys in West Ham that I like. Like I've called out Saeed Barahama from the championship where he was a he was a Brentford guy in early Brentford. And then my other friend, um, Mr. Bowen, who had 20 goals at the half for Hull two seasons yeah. ago and, and jumped ship <laughs> to the Premier League as they went down. Uh, he doesn't score goals as much in the Premier League, but he's a worker and he drew the he drew the penalty. Uh, there was a lot of uh, dogs though today, a lot of VAR, a lot of VAR stuff. I don't like mm-hmm. I hate yeah. VAR. It's boring to say, I don't want it. I don't like it on Spain. I don't like it on Tuesdays. I don't like it on the rain. I don't like VAR. I don't want it. I want to get rid of it because City would have drawn our game if it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> but you wouldn't have won. What? You wouldn't have won. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, yeah, the, the red card was not a VAR red card. They just gave it to him. They're like, get, yeah. the back. get the fuck out of here, Laporte. Uh, I do want to go through v- really quickly just to make sure we don't leave any of our friends out. Uh, our, our, our former girlfriend from Leeds, we broke up. But uh, they won a game. I-, I wish her well. She's doing okay. They're above the relegation zone. They needed um, that one. They needed that. And bad. then Burnley, I don't know what Brentford got drunk at a party and got beat up at a, you no, know Brentford got roofied. Okay, Brentford got <laughs> right? Ronaldo. Now I do, I do. This is one thing to watch for. They have a backup keeper, and Raya was really good. And you can't. They don't look like goalkeeping mistakes. But the thing I noticed about their keeper was he was in the wrong place. So the mm-hmm. shots would come and they would just go over him or past him. And you're like, why was he there? Right. He's in the, his positioning was bad for both for two of the goals. He came too far out and allowed uh, Wood to chip him or it was a good shot. But maybe had he been sitting deeper, maybe he would have gotten it. Maybe Raya would have got it. So these are the things like they don't look like goalkeeping errors. But if you watch a team enough, you're like, that guy's not where he's supposed to be. Yeah, he should uh, He was coming too far out. So I will worry for Brentford. They're very much a tight-knit unit where every guy is important. And, you know, these teams that come up, they don't have depth. Mm-hmm. And I could see Brentford having a really hard time until their keeper comes back. So be worried for them. I am worried and, for my um, friends. We, we cut, We've got Champions League. We cut Norwich loose. Um, they're yeah. gone. Uh, Newcastle United getting relegated before they get their players in would be fucking amazing. And um, I think that is that. Aside from Everton, I do have one thing to watch. 
for Everton. Do the fans turn on Rafa and he jump ship to Newcastle? Yeah, I mean, they don't it would make sense. want him there. No, and, and he would He's be a Liverpool with guy. open arms. No, they would Newcastle. take him back at Newcastle tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that conversation is happening. I wonder manager, if he asked to be fired. <laughs> the manager, yeah, the manager carousel is going to be super interesting to see. And like, that's another one that would just, that's, if he were fired then and then hired, that's different than just jumping ship from Premier League team to Premier League team. But yeah, I he mean, should. what is, he would. what is, what is the manager carousel going to look like in say it's, it's November 2nd, uh, January 2nd in two months, right? Right after the, at the end of the festive period, um, do teams like, you know, do teams, I think, if, I think, if, I think teams if like Leeds, Everton have managers do, I think if uh, Leeds is in trouble, Bielsa will walk. Yeah. He's weird. He'll just jump. Yeah. And, they'll, and then they'll go down. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'll be it for Leeds for a while. Yeah. They're going to be tough to, I mean, the, this, the, the stretch of points is really, it's still very early. There's no real I have my eye on Rafinha. Oh, you should have your eye on Rafinha. Mm, if <laughs> he goes really down, good. if they go, go down, him. he's he's who I want. That <laughs> yeah. would be fun. He's really, really good. That would be really, really fun. Really good. These fucking Italians are going to buy everybody from Serie A, but I want, I want Rafinha. It's interesting. They like almost only they exclusively target players that Juventus has or have targeted in the last four years. I'm like, cool, great guys. How is Juventus going? Not great. Have you looked at the Serie A table? They're in fucking eighth place. So yeah, maybe how did, how, how did Salernitana do versus Napoli? Oh, uh, they came close. Uh, they lost one nil <laughs> in a late late goal. Hey, Napoli, Napoli are top of the table right now. That's I know it's a weird it's a weird season. Yeah, they could win. They've been waiting for this season but for just, years. If I could have gotten a point out of the table toppers, oh, that would have been that would have been a drug I, I haven't had yet. All um, right, Mike, let's wrap yeah. this one up. We're running out of gas. One yes. question to leave you with: Who gets the new manager boost from Antonio Conte, and who does Conte try to do the reverse spree well and choke him to death? He's gonna kill one of these French guys or Deli Ali. One, okay. Okay. He's going to kill start? Sanchez. He's going to play Sanchez because he likes the way he runs and his athleticism, and then yeah. he's going to kill him when he falls down on his own face. Yeah. I think – I see. they only have one – well, aside from Loris, they only have one French guy left because they let Aurier leave for literally no money whatsoever. So maybe they'll just sign him <laughs> back so he can kill him. But you're right. I think my pick was going to be in Ndombele. Um, oh, God. It's weird. It, it, the answer is for me is almost both for Ndombele, but um, – I think it'll be Lucas Mora because I think that he's going to settle into that role in the 10 and then shoot out wide sometimes on the counter. I think he could be the guy that really takes off. Or maybe um, he plays the Victor Moses role and just becomes a wingback. That's entirely possible too. Because Conte's very, very creative. The guys that were in places, they'll be in different places. There's been so much talk about so much Deadwood and this and that about Spurs. Like They're not Deadwood. He'll find use for them. Well, this is the thing. He's he either will or he's going to kill them and just be like, just don't even fucking come tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so I'm just there. It's going to be a wacky, wacky ride for Spurs. Right. I'm excited for it because you know what? It's it, the the product on the field was not worth watching. So this is actually more fun for me. And Conte so is attacking. Like, don't listen to the defensive thing. They're fun. Yeah, his teams are fun. Like oh, don't... he's but he's he's just unpredictable. I have no idea what to think. 
So he's going to, I mean, I know it, and run up and down. I the know sideline. it's good, but like, I have no idea what to expect. I should say. So I'm excited for it. And let's jump in once, once more his, under the breach. When he gets his suit with the fucking cockerel on it, he's going to look oh, fucking awesome. And his I'm wig or his glued on hair, whatever he's and up his to. Cigarettes and his gum. <laughs> oh, no, that was, that was, right. uh, that was the other one. What doesn't matter. Oh. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, that was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We're over 40,000 downloads as a team, and we represent at least 10% of them. <laughs> we record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. I want to thank my sister Simone, she wrote a review, and my cousin Gillian, who hey. listens in France who I did not know was listening to my show. So uh-huh. respect to the Cortines family. Kicking ass. And uh, we'll be back. Je t'aime. <laughs> yeah, we je t'aime them, bitches. <laughs>